A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. For the Christians, you've got Christmas. For the Jewish community, you've got Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. I think that's that's out there as well. But for Supercoach, Lakey, we have Listmas. It's Listmas. Team List Tuesday. Merry Listmas to you, my friend. Merry Listmas to you yourself, buddy. You have been very hard at work today. It's your debut on the on the website in terms of teams analysis. How did that go? This has been a huge day. Long. It went long, mate. It's the first one of the year, so I just wanted to catch everything I could. And it was it's a massive. It was a massive drop today. There was plenty of news. We got twenty-four guys per team um coming out. So yeah, it was a big one. That's on the website now on NRLSupercoachTalk.com. So go check that one out and get all the news for the the afternoon. But yeah, I've gone basically straight from that straight into this. It's been a big day. It certainly has, and for a man with uh, quite a few children and hey, I'm sure a much-loving wife uh, must be a very, very tough one to juggle, but we thank you for your efforts. Um, it's been a huge day for everyone concerned. So I think there's a fair bit of news to get through. So part of the SC report that we do week to week is to run through the game by games and uh, the, the winners and losers. And obviously for round one, there's always some shocks, curveballs sort of thrown up. Um, some players that we had earmarked in our sides for, for weeks and weeks leading up to this, only to just completely scratch them because they disappeared. There's a few of those, so it's quite a bit of news to get through. Uh, we will go through game by game, of course. Maybe starting with the, the headliners um, right at the top there. So even before teams were announced, Nathan Cleary scratched for up to three weeks. It's a, a tough one. Yeah, so it's about uh, 20,000 coaches had him in the teams already. So that was the first big shuffle of the year for everybody. Um, but luckily that came out real early on. And he's, you know, what is he, the second most expensive guy in the game? So it's pretty easy to replace him. But yeah, it, it makes the choice for round one that much easier. You can't have that much money on the bench for three weeks. Get him out. It's- no, absolutely. And Penrith, they had a very, very tough outing against Parra in the trials. So I don't know, they're a bit shaken up. So uh, whoever's got them in the first few rounds might have a uh, slightly easier task of it. So Cleary, definitely big news. He is gone. Get him out of your side. The next one, thankfully, some good news on this front. Pappenhausen, uh, the boy named play. So a bit of doubt whether he'd make it onto the side with some lingering injury concerns, but he's been named. So thank Christ for that as a Teddy and Pap. Owner, I think you are as well. I am. Uh, yep. Desperate to see that green tick against his name. So, twenty-five man team list. So that's the huge concern. Uh, likelihood of him actually getting a start. Is there any concern? I suppose there is. Um, they've named guys. If I can switch down to my analysis, they've named a couple of guys in cover for him. So it's going to be a close watch as the teams get there. Um, but that's what Styles is for. We keep an eye on his updates more and more across the afternoon. So we'll see how it goes. 
And I mean, it's it's middle of the the week as well, so it is middle not, of the week. not first game, so it's a bit awkward. But hopefully, we will keep our eye out, as we said on last uh, week's pod. Adam Stylesy Styles is your man for Twitter, uh, late mail, and all the all the likes. So have him on uh, instant alert as soon as he tweets. It's a must-have for Supercoach. So luckily, Pappenhausen named, and fingers crossed, he gets on the park because I think he's going to be a hugely popular player. A couple of other highlights. Uh, you had one. I'll start with mine. Um, big news out of cowboy country. Uh, we haven't been super coach relevant for a long, long time, but a couple of interesting uh, shuffling arounds and naming in the starting side. So that one being Jeremiah Nanai hasn't played a single trial, but named to start in the second row along with Helam Lukey. So when I got to this part of the article this afternoon, I was I, I wasn't looking forward to it. You know, cowboys versus dogs. I went, oh. God, how dire is that to finish the weekend? <laughs> but looking through it, you have a fair few Supercoach relevant guys in the Cowboys and the Dogs do too. Say so it was a bit shocking to actually read the names and go, actually, you know, we could have a fair few guys in this game. I mean, Cohen Hess, he's there. He's named No, relevant JTV. guys. <laughs> to Noah Brown. I mean, not since the days of Morgan, Granville and JT running rampant have we ever really talked this much about the cows outside of me. But here we go. We are, yeah. Firm Cowboys flavour in a lot of Supercoach sides I'm seeing around, and that's courtesy of Nanai, Lukey, even Taumalolo. So we'll chat on them a bit later in the game by game. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Surprised as a Cows fan to see Nanai given that faith. But, anyway, great news for Supercoach. Uh, what was your uh, bigger highlight outside of those three? You know me, I'm a huge uh, guac fan, not the food, the homole olakuatu. But... You know, he was in my side up until trials when he, what is he, fractured an elbow or something or dislocated an elbow, and he's going to be out for the first month. But there he is, named in the number 11 jersey uh, for the first game of the weekend. I couldn't believe it. How's uh, how's his recovery rate? No, I love that. Again, 25-man squad, so who knows? Has a plan to Yeah, buddies, just, but... you know, there's you know, Andrew Davey is floating around on the, on the bench and that sort of thing. So there is... A close watch, but it's first game of the weekend. If you do want to start with Guac, uh, first game of the weekend, it'll be easy to get him back out. But um, just to be named, I thought, you know, that's insane. Excluding the injury news, if he just was, you know, everyone was talking about him as being a potential option, a lot of upside to him, great super coach game. And that injury happened, everyone just forgot about him for the time being. Now he's named. It's a spanner in the works, but who knows, you might have settled your side already. So, I don't know, very interesting time for the big guac. All right, that's our headline news. Um, outside of the game by game, we'll talk about what the first thing we did when TLT was dropped. Um, I had a bit more free time than you did because you were straight onto the uh, the writing the keyboard to get the team's list analysis out. So thank you for that. We'll talk about uh, the first thing I did potentially then and maybe the first thing you'll do. Um, we'll go through the game by games, obviously. And then at the end, a couple of interesting segments. We've had a look at the top 20 owned players as of Tonight, uh, the 8th of March, 8.59 p.m. Queensland time. Uh, had a look at the top 20. There's some interesting names sitting in there, wondering if they're rage trade candidates, given some of the news coming out, but we'll go through them. And then you and I have also had a play around with the intelligent auto pick, uh, in inverted commas, on the intelligent part there on the Supercoach site. So we've, Can't uh, be any been... worse than my actual team. So <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's, a, um, maybe that's a competition to run for the first couple of rounds anyway. Uh, obviously... Multiple teams, it's a big no-no in Supercoach, but if you were going to do no. it, I don't know, it'd be interesting. But yeah, we've had a look at the Intelligent Auto Pick and it's got some pretty funny names that it's spat up 
into both of our sides. So we'll, we'll rattle those off. Um, they are very interesting picks by the Supercoach app itself. All right, so that's the pod. It's, it's a big one. It's round one, teams list Tuesday, as always, the biggest one of the year. But before we get into the main uh, meat of the pod, I guess, a couple of shout-outs. Um, we've updated the site in the off-season. So we've, you and I have been very busy recruiting some writers to help out some of the workload this year. So I think it's probably the most content we're ever planning to put out in terms of the site. So last year we had um, you and me there obviously doing what we did, the wrap and your captain's article. Wenon was writing the team's analysis. Carlos there with buy, sell, hold. And Stasi, of course, with his late mail. This year there's been a bit of a shuffle round. So we might have mentioned on some of the earlier pods, Wenon Rome, site founder, he's off to do his fatherly duties. With his he's getting pulled up to the big leagues. Got drafted. Yeah, you've uh, sold it to him well. I think there was um, talk of... He obviously um, wasn't listening hard enough. (laughs) It sounds like a messy job, but someone's got to do it out there. So congratulations to Wen. And he will be somewhat absent in terms of team's analysis. You'll be taking that one over from him, but he will be poking his head around the site every now and again to drop that uh, famous, infamous banner on Friday afternoon, so you don't want to see a player there. But, of course, we'll have the banner back. Also got some cheapy articles coming your way. We'll have um, some replacement writers as well, some fresh young uh, faces coming in to help us with some of the writing. So we'll have cheapies. Uh, we'll have your captain's article. Someone's taken over the role for you there. We'll introduce them later on in the year. Um, also got something in the works in terms of an unpopular opinion of the week uh, feature article. So this one used to be a fun one to do on the podcast um, we've managed to scrounge around and find a manly fan. So they love uh, nothing more than being hated. So playing That's devil's unpopular advocate, enough as it is, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> playing devil's advocate won't uh, be too difficult for them. But we will, of course, introduce them in due course as they drop their articles over the next few weeks. So keep a big eye out for that on the site. And as always, we've got our trade talk, uh, Pimp My Team. That's a fun one for round one. There's a fair bit of uh, back and forth, teams being posted up and critiqued left, right and centre. Um, if you're willing and able to throw your team up there and cop the uh, the compliments or the heat, whatever it may be that comes your way, it's a great way to uh, get some outside-the-box thinking. And, so and outside of that, if you're going to put your team up for comment, make sure you go and have a look at some other teams around the place and, and comment on theirs because the more help, the better for everybody. Absolutely. It's a um, good community on there. People look out for each other. Um, it's timid for most of the, most of the time. There are a few, one or two hotheads, but anyway, that's all good fun. So get along to nrlsupercoachtalk.com for all the usual gear. All right, before we get into it, again, uh, one special shout-out, actually. So friend of the show, Timmy Stanton, on the Sporting Woods podcast. He is a blood scientist by trade. He's reached out to me uh, earlier today. They're in a bit of a crisis in terms of bloodland there. So um, critical shortages across the industry in terms of blood donations. One in two appointments for donations has been cancelled since the start of 2022, which seems a huge number. You'd, th- you'd like to think back with uh, with COVID sort of the effects of that uh, no longer being as severe on us as a community that um, we'd be getting out there and donating. So head along to lifeblood.com.au uh, to find your nearest donation centre. It is a big crisis at the moment. He is quite worried. So this is a uh, hugely impactful thing across society. So if you can and are willing and able, head along, donate your time and blood, lifeblood.com.au. Great cause. Lakey, any shout-outs from you? now that we're in the mood 
Yeah, I just wanted to um, thank everybody in the NRL SC Talk community and wider Supercoach community for their support of the Mega Guide this uh, preseason. It was a huge undertaking for all of us here. We've put it out there, and as usual, 10% of all the proceeds go to the Movember Foundation supporting men's health, mental health, and and all other health aspects. Um but we've managed to raise close to $800 to go towards that foundation. It's been absolutely fantastic, the support we've got from everybody. So, yeah, a huge thank you to everybody for the support. Absolutely. It is a fantastic cause, a couple of fantastic causes there, actually. So um, great news from November. Always proud to be um, associated to them. Wenon, site founder, is obviously heavily involved himself, so a uh, cause close to his heart. So, I'm always happy to contribute what we can to Movember. So, again, thank you, as Lakey said, to everyone who purchased. And finally, NRLSuperCoachStats.com. We can't shout this uh, guy out any more, but he, without him, the Mega Guide would not be as uh, easy, I guess, would you say, to write. Um, it is an absolute yeah, gospel. It'd be almost impossible. If you're a data lover or even just a general Supercoach player, head along to that site, flick him a donation if you can as well. Some of the best... Um, data output there to help make your mind up for the week-to-week super coach mess that we know and love all right big pod to get through lakey let's start with the game by games I don't know if I should just throw to you for this entire segment now that you're writing the article, right? Usually you and I are just going to go get a few beers and just intro <laughs> me and run off. I'll just have a bit of a nap in my brand new uh, Cowboys jersey that I'm, I'm rocking here. I'm waiting for a compliment from you that has not arrived. There you go. <laughs> don't hold your breath, homie. There you go. It doesn't look good, the, the away jersey, the best $180,000 I've ever spent. Um, but there you go. When in cans, got to make these purchases. Um, I'll throw to you. All right. Game by game, we're going to talk the biggest winners and losers coming out of these. You're fresh off the, you're hot off the presses in terms of you riding for it. So a lot of these will come from you, but Penrith and Manly, they start the year um, pretty, I'm really looking forward to this matchup there. Penrith, I don't know, they, are they in all sorts? Are they okay? And I wouldn't say all sorts. I think they were still pretty successful even without Nathan Cleary last year, but um, I haven't gone into that in depth, but um you know, they had a couple of tough losses over the origin period when they had a hundred of their starting 17 out. But um, when they missed Cleary just by himself through that shoulder injury, I think they were still winning games. But, um, you know, that was Matt Burton in the side then instead of uh, Sean O'Sullivan, who's come in to take over for Cleary. So I don't think they're complete write-offs, but it's going to be a lot tougher for them in the early days. Um, the big winner for my eye is Isaac Targo. And um, he's gone and, and impressed enough that he's locked himself into the round one side. And at 290K, he should be locking himself into everybody's super coach side too. Um, dual position, center wing, second roller. That's going to be so valuable um, as we progress through this COVID year. So uh, if you don't have him yet, get him in. So Isaac Targo locking him in, A-plus material, must-have. Yeah. There you go. Soundbite for all the locks we go through tonight. I've oh, even doubled up. Doubled up? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's not that much of a lock. <laughs> no, he's double the rock. Well done. Uh, Isaac Targo, great cheapie for our sides, and love that dual positioning as well. Huge help. 
Um, Kawhi, let's talk about Manly. So, as you said at the top of the pod, our boy Guac, uh, Ola Kawatu, he's been named at starting second row. A bit of a surprise, a bit of a talk that um, that elbow injury was a lot more of a concern than it seems to be. So, that um, it's probably one of the more surprising elements outside of that. Uh, were you surprised to see Cola named on the bench? Uh, Morgan Harper did hold down that starting centre spot as we expected, but with Dylan Walker out potentially just one week, is it a very temporary thing? I would think so. Um, if I'm being honest, Cola was the first one I went to look for in the team list, hoping he'd be in the centres, but it wasn't to be. Morgan Harper's retained there. Um, but yeah, Dylan Walker is out. Uh, I'm not sure why, but he's missing this week. And um, it looks like they've got Cola just as that utility um, replacement off the bench there. Whether he even gets on or not, I'm not sure. I don't know what his utility value is outside of the center wing um, and his fullback as well. But um, yeah, Walker will be back sooner rather than later. So Cola's a trap. Yeah, I think... 100% 100% confirmed. Great to see him named, um, but it's going to do nothing for his price. Um, not really worth jumping on at this stage. I think we can both agree on. Um, outside of that, anything else in the Manly side that surprised you? Um, no, nothing that really surprised. Um, the back seven is stock standard for Manly. You're going to get them pretty much every day of the week when they're healthy. Marty Tapao has been named, but in the, he suffered that back injury in the last trial. He only lasted about five minutes. Um, looked for all money to be gone for the year, the way he reacted, but um, it was just a bit of a stinger, apparently. He's said to be 50-50 to run out on game day, so that's one to watch uh, as we as we head to the first kickoff. Other than that, uh, Ethan Bullimore gets that 12 jersey that we thought he was going to get, but he's not for me. I can't get around him. No, very much in the in terms of super coach output plotter category, I think I'd say he's been at the Broncos for a long time and in that system and a lot of bench games. So, I mean, good for him that he's been able to nail down a, a second row starting spot. But with Schuster, um, I'm not sure exactly on when he's meant to land back into the side, but... It could be yeah, as they said. They said about six weeks, yeah. but there's every chance he comes back a little bit earlier if he's a quick recovery. So you know, Bullimore could be back on the bench before you know it. Yep, and I think not, there's just not enough cash value there. I don't think. Um, I don't know. You're going to play him week to week as your, um, you know, one of your front row forwards. You're going to put him in second row in a pretty stacked position. Um, 280k priced at a 32 average. Tough to see a lot of growth, at least long-term there. And, you know, Wilf made a good point. What's the value of a trade this year in Supercoach? So, you know, if you're going to bring in Bullymore for round one, how much cash does he need to make and quickly before he reverts back to that bench irrelevant kind of role? So, I mean... Well, that's it. The first two weeks in the game, he's not making any money. Um, mm. So by the time shoes to get back, if he's out for the longest, let's say, six weeks, then Bullymore's probably only got three price rises in him and I don't know that he's going to be busting out of hundreds to really up his price quickly enough to make it worthwhile you know we say all this and inevitably they fall over the line he'll get over in the 80 oh, percent yeah and everyone will be patting themselves on the back and you and I'll say whatever won't happen next week and yeah remember will... when we traded out Jason Saab last year because he was just <laughs> plodding along doing nothing it's the fun of Supercoach, man. That's why we play it every year because of these things. We think the you know we've got all we do all the analysis in the world, and then it comes out and just 
shit like that happens on field. I don't know. It's just one of those. We are smarter than your average bear. Just ask us. There you go. Uh, Anything else, Penrith and Manly? Obviously, Tommy Turbo, number one there. It was going to be great to see him be Cleary to start the round. It won't be, but Tommy Turbo, um, I don't know. Is this the tougher matchup that we thought? We've all said Turbo's got a bit of a stiff run over the first couple of rounds, and maybe it'll... Yeah, this is is definitely eased up for him, but it's still not an easy game. As I said, the... The rest of this side are still premier premiership players. Um, you know, outside of Charlie Staines, I think you look through that and you're you're pretty happy with the team they're running out with. If you're a Penrith fan, regardless, mm. get around your TV. It's going to be a great one. I can't wait for it. All right, next game: Lakey Raiders and Sharks, six PM Friday. Bit of interest around the Raiders side actually here. There was a name that you were uh, and I were more than surprised to see named at starting centre for Canberra. Who may that be? Yeah, James Schiller. Um, if anybody knows anything about this kid, please comment on the pod or on the site or tweet me or something because he's just come completely out of left field. I didn't even know he was in the thought process. A bit around like Jared Croker, obviously very tough for him to battle back from all those knee concerns. So he was always going to be fighting it out for this um, starting centre spot. But yeah, he's, he's named on the extended bench, so not great signs for him. But yeah, Schiller's come really out of nowhere, 175k centre wing. He has a green tick next to his name, so he'll be hugely popular. But is there cause for concern with Jordan Rapana due back in round three? Is that going to cause a bit of a shuffle around that back line? Wouldn't think so. I think Rapinoe would be replacing Semi Valamai um, more so. But for mine, James Schiller's got the nod over Sebastian Chris, who's in COVID protocols at the moment. So as soon as uh, Sebastian Chris is back out, I think he takes that center spot. So Schiller to mine is also trappish. He sh- he should be back out sooner rather than later. I would imagine. Uh, if you want to take my advice, I'd say avoid. And, you know, we've got the benefit of time on our side here because price rises don't happen until round three. So there's a lot of water to go under the bridge over the next couple of weeks. Um, who knows? That's right. And we've got those bonus trade options yep. that we can throw up and, and grab an extra guy if he turns out to be a world beater. So, yeah, definitely avoid him to start with. Keep an eye on him. Because hmm. unlikely you can actually play him in your starting 17, depending on how the makeup of your side looks. But um, if it's a guy that you're going to sit on your NPRs. He's bottom dollar. So center wing duel as well with fullback. So, I mean, time is of the essence here with him. Come round three, you know, if he scores twin tons in his first two games, he's still named to start over Chris for whatever reason. Obviously get him in. So I'm sure we'll have a million and one spuds to get rid of by that time, knowing us in Supercoach. So he'll be a great downgrade option, one to wait and see, because that does have T-R-A-P written all over him. Uh, other interesting one for me, and you might have gone into a bit more depth on this, but it's a bit of a... Shuffle around in the forward pack for the Raiders. So Harawira Naira gets a start at second row, 534k. He's one of our favourites from last year. Adam Elliott, who I thought would start at lock, has been named on the bench. And Elliott Whitehead, 464k, named at lock, where I'm pretty sure he scores quite well historically. Uh, this is two or three years ago when I still had him in the side. But I don't know. Is it a, um, a case of Ricky just easing Elliott back? Well, not back, but into the Raiders' side uh, in the early yeah, days? Don't know. This one struck me as well because all through the trials, it was twelve Elliot Whitehead, thirteen Adam Elliot with CHN coming off the bench. So the way that you know Ricky's just done a Ricky, really, he's got to the game day and 
thrown the dice and they've landed a different way. So he's named it this way. But um, just, again, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a late change-up heading into the kickoff. Um, but it's, you know, I think this is the way it should run out. I, I think this is the best option for the Raiders, keep Adam Elliott to come off the bench. Um if you do want to bring him on, chuck him out onto the other edge where Hudson Young's playing potentially. But CHN is so dangerous with the ball in the hand, I think he needs to be on the starting side. So it was a bit of a shock to me that he wasn't going to be. Um, but yeah, I just don't trust Ricky. I don't trust him to keep what we think or what everybody knows is the best option. He'll Ricky will do what Ricky will do. That'd be hugely pottish. I don't actually have their percentage ownership here, but I'd, I'd hazard a guess it's less than 5% for both of these CHN and Whitehead. But is there a thought, like, if this is the way that they're going to run out and Adam Elliott is off the bench for, you know, the first month or two, is there a thought to lining these guys up? Maybe at least Whitehead at 464K, cheaper kind of option in your second row because uh, there seems to be room for growth. Whitehead through the middle, he gets through a ton of work. Um, he can throw an offload and do all that stuff. Um, sometimes when he's on the edge, he just doesn't get the ball. That might be the Raiders' shape or whatever. But when he's at lock and he's involving himself around the ruck and all that, he's, I think, great value for base. So is there a thought that, I don't know, do we take a risk on this sort of formation maintaining itself for the longer term? Or do we just think it's a weird round one selection, don't take the risk? Because one of the, yeah, these guys I'd could probably lean shot. to the latter. Um but, I mean, you look at the bench, you've got Tom Starling, who's a hooker by trade, and Emery Gula and Corey Horsburgh, who are both props. So there's definite second-row minutes there that they've got to fill in. And Elliot Whitehead, CHN, look like they're going to play big minutes. But I just, as I said, I don't trust Ricky. This could change on game day. It could change during the game. You just He's going to play Adam Elliott, I feel, and it's going to ruin one of these guys. So both under 2% ownership. So they've got yeah, green ticks yeah. next to their name, a bit more intrigue factor. big balls play to grab one of them from round one. Yep, I agree. Um, did love Whitehead. I think I've mentioned him a billion times on the pod before, but I picked him up in 2019. I think he just kept scoring points and then was moved to lock and scored really well. So when he kept getting over the line, just had that yes. insane try run. Yes, yeah. and that actually got me to fourth spot overall in round two. We will uh, should have framed that bad boy and printed it out. <laughs> But anyway, it's a long story, but Elliot Whitehead forever will be my boy for that run. So I don't know. I like the news. I like seeing it lock. But again, with you, I think it's a big risk to take. Um, Next on the agenda, the Sharks. So not much by way of surprise here and maybe not a a hell of a lot of super coach relevance, um, but we'll talk one of the the bigger changes. That was Mulatalo named at center, 444K. So that's where he played in the trials. Matty Kavalu on the wing. Was there much of... Much super coach interest in that one? I think it, it helps Mulatalo. Uh, it, it raises his floor. He should be more involved and get a bit more base power stats um, along the way instead of just relying on the attacking stats that the wingers tend to get. Um, I still think Iqbalu is a massive avoid. This is a much improved shark side, but it's not a rooster's side. So I don't see him scoring at the same rate that he was getting pies last year. Um, but no, I don't think either of these guys are really overly relevant. The The thing uh, they're missing is Connor Tracy. He, um, I was expecting him to be named in the centres, but he's not been named at all. So it seems like he's nursing some sort of injury. Not that I'm aware of what that is or if that's actually the case, but I think if he is and he comes 
back. Um, there's a potential that Ikevali goes out and Ronaldo's back onto the wing with Tracy back in the centres there. So um, I don't think this is a long-term thing. But it'll be interesting watch. This is one of the games I'm looking forward to watching the most, actually, for the, the new guys the Sharks have, how Nico Hines steps up to the plate, running his own team. Um, it should be a really fun game. There is a lot of X Factor, I think. Um, key to that one, if I was to put a um, one word on Raiders v Shark, it's X Factor. There's a hyphen in there, so it's one word. Um, Andrew Fafita, <laughs> he's named on the bench in Jersey 17, which can be super coach poison. As we know, it could mean 10, 15 minutes, could mean more, who knows, but... Usually it's the uh, the former. But what do you see out of Fafita? I've got him in my side actually at the moment, just playing around, trying to fit guys in. He was, yeah. He's pretty cheap, 200-odd K, 205K. Um, much value? Uh, no. Um, I'm less excited with this team that's been named. I'm stoked that he's playing um, just for him, basically. After the throat injury and the coma and all that sort of stuff that he went through last year, it's great that he's going to be able to run back onto a footy field again. But... Um, Toby Rudolph, Braden Hamlin, Ueli, um, Aiden Tolman, Royce Hunt, Andrew Fafita. That's a lot of props to go. Around. And you got Dale Finucane in, in the thirteen jersey as well. So yeah, that's but a lot Fafita of mills. throws offloads and crabs. <laughs> yeah, you can't that's right. put a price on that. But he might be only be doing that for fifteen minutes. You just... I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine he comes on. It's you know. Uh, five minutes to half time or something. There's tired forwards everywhere. Barnes filling for feet running, brushes off tackles. He throws an offload. All of a sudden, he's on 20 points. And then he gets benched five minutes into the second yeah, half. But a, what a 10 minutes that would be. And then he comes on in the 70th minute. It would be wild. It would be absolutely wild. Game over. Fafita. He'd go out there and bust some heads and probably get sin bin. That's all he has so, to do, right? He doesn't have to actually have to go out there for any length of time. And that's a big concern with guys like him in the way that game's played now. It's too fast. But you get a guy like him coming against uh, tired forwards who started the game or whatever. Um, all of a sudden, I don't know. I see Bryce Cartwright-style things. Listen, if I'm the opposing forward pack and I've got a fresh Andrew Fafita running at me after 60 minutes, I know I'm going to be just like eyes bulging. Mm. But, yeah, I just don't know how good he's going to be for Supercoach with all that that competition. What's the risk, mate? He's 205K, I don't know, locking and loading. Not going to play him, but I don't know. I just reckon we could see some fireworks. Um, Well, as this, you were asking me before the pod, if we had any state bets, um, if I went with a Girard Mamacia for the Knights, who's the same price, can also be played in the front row, shall we go uh, five-round stake bet? Does he have sick tats? I don't think so. Oh, Not as much as for food. Okay, all right. Uh, sure. Stake bet on player to average more of the first five rounds? Yep. Not total points? Because as you said, Fafita is a suspension risk. All right, let's lock and load that one. Lakey, you're giving stake bets done away. Done and done. Changing my team as we speak. Second of the year. So you had an interesting one last oh, week with Stalzi. So eat a lot of stakes this year. <laughs> TPJ versus Hetherington. Who will get suspended first? That was your first one. Who did you go? Uh, I'm with um, TPJ. Stalzi, I gave him the first pick. He took Hetherington. But someone commented on the Twitter post there and said, it's going to be Luke Thompson. And I went, Damn it, you're right. <laughs> it's a mystery, you know. Who knows? It's a um, fiery round against the Cowboys in round one. Hopefully all of them get uh, the red card shown to them. But anyway, that's uh, interesting. All right, first stake bet of the year between you and I. So go, Andrew, for feed it, you good thing. Uh, anything else, Sharks v Raiders, before we take a quick break? 
No, no. So I just I know they've got a couple of guys out. They've got their Wade Grahams out, and they've got um, McInnes out. So that's where Teague Wilton and Dale Finucane are filling in that 12 and 13 spot. Yep. As you said, a couple of great games to open the season with. Can't wait for it. Footy is back. How good? All right. We will be back shortly as well to go through the remaining six games of the round before getting into some fun with those uh, intelligent auto picks and then some of the top yeah, 20 owned. It's going to be a fun end. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You know what, maybe we should play that one day and instead of just talking about football, I don't know, we talk about cultured stuff like, I don't know, jazz uh, museum hey man, uh, football's a culture <laughs> it's a culture of its own i uh, love it i don't know how people don't watch sport i've never understood it what do they do with their saturday nights jesus all right spend time with their family like <laughs> losers all righty broncos and souths friday night classic Bron- friday broncos are back here we go <laughs> oh that's it first of the year would you have anyone else absolutely not all right fair bit and talk around the broncos town so Interestingly, Jermaine Asako gets named at fullback. I think Wilf and every other Broncos fan's worst nightmare on that one. Tearing their hair out, man. I didn't see that coming. I did, no. It wasn't even on the radar for me. Maybe it was that sick goalie kick to tie the trial against the Titans. Maybe that, I don't know, yeah, maybe. got him over the line. But Asako named at fullback, a bit of a super coach killer, that one, because it pushes Selwyn Cobbo, 320K, center wing, cheapy to the wing. And also hurts Jordan Pereira, who was touted as having a... He was trained in a house down and all the other rubbish the Broncos fans normally tell us, but he was 267K. Gone. Yep. Absolutely gone. It's not great news yeah. for him. A lot of people had him in their side penciled in, but unfortunately he's on the extended. So for Cobbo, still of interest, I think. He is not at the mm. fullback position, which normally yields the most points, but at wing, is there a lot to like about it? Would you still be... Th- if you had him in your side, I don't know if you do, I don't. I, Would you be no, I never did. Um, I wasn't overly interested in a lot of the Broncos outside backs. Um, Cobbo, he's 320, so he's pretty expensive to be taking a real punt on. But definite talent, but very raw. So I think he's going to take some time to settle into the first grade. But um, I would have been more interested if he remained at fullback, but it's not for me. Yep. No, absolutely. I think wings a bit um, super coach poison at times, and especially in a Broncos side that's, I don't know, we don't expect them to yield a huge amount of points given the... Yeah, man. And say the, the grand saviour of Brisbane town, Adam Reynolds, is not even fronting up for his revenge game. He's uh, out with COVID, so that's really hurting this side that he was going to be their go forward and they're kicking out of trouble and all that 
you know, cliches that Brisbane's been throwing around in the preseason. But they've uh, no, they've got Billy Walters and Albert Kelly to to lead the side this week. It's it's looking dire for the boys. Certainly is, uh, but you never know. Bunnies, uh, new coach, new flavour to their team. A-Ray, it would have been great to see him round one against uh, his beloved Bunnies, but unfortunately we'll have to wait on that one. Uh, otherwise, news for them, Palacia, Broncos, uh, 350k starts prop. Um, so a little bit of interest there with the green tick, but a couple of uh, names around him, uh, Kobe Hetherington, that is COVID protocols. Mm. He's out along with A-Ray until round two. And then Tom Flegler due back from suspension in round four. So is there a lot to get excited about for Palacia? I don't think so. Pat Carrigan was going to be the number eight before Kobe was ruled out. Um, so if he comes back next week, you'd think it's Pat Carrigan back into the front row rotation, Kobe Hetherington into lock, um, and Palacia back on the bench. So um, I think it's a one-week thing. Yep. So it seems trappish there. Uh, anyone else for the Bronx? Uh, I just Payne Haas. We, he's already the best in the game from a front row perspective. But you know, with Palacia there, um, you know Ryan James, Reese Kennedy on the bench. I think Payne Haas is in for a big night. So are we saying Payne Haas A plus lock and load. Must he's have. for me. I don't think you can go past him. <laughs> I've got to stop recommending this. <laughs> I forget that it's the jewel. <laughs> Nearly went. Oh, you've done it again. <laughs> I think there's an infinite button that I might accidentally press, but now we'll remember that for next time. But yeah, I reckon double Rockworthy. That was great. Um, Payne Haas got him in my side. Less than 600k. Uh, as you said, huge role for him to play in a relatively inexperienced pack at the moment. So I don't know. I see only good things for. Thankfully, the I, I believe one Bronco. No, two, I've got two. Katoni Stags. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, you do have Katoni yes. Stags. I was just about to ask. You're you're running with Stags. I am. I haven't been swayed. You and Stasi surprised me last week when you said you don't have him because I thought everyone did. And then I heard Wilfs on the fence as well. Even you know Stags is number one fan. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I'm on the fence. I just I downgraded so I could uh, get other guys in. Basically, that's the only reason I'm not going with him. Um, but in saying that, I think if I had the money, I still wouldn't. There's another guy at the same price point. I've fallen for a little bit more, and we'll talk about him a little later. I don't know. I like Stag's upside. I think he's had a rotten run with injury and luck and all that. But watching him as a um, non-Broncos fan, obviously, some of the stuff he does out there, the offload, the tries, um, it's great to watch. And I think attacking belt potential there, he should be way higher than 433k by the end of the year. So fingers crossed for him, gets a bit of luck. But I don't know. I think... Great I thought that's just occurred to me. Um, is the Jermaine Asako inclusion purely for his goal kicking? Because, you know, the Adam Reynolds was going to be the goal kicker um, for this side. But now with him out, I, I guess the next best guy was Katoni Stagg. So have they included Jermaine Asako just purely to goal kick this week if they can manage to get anywhere near it? Brave of them to assume they're going to score tries. So, I mean, that's yes. firstly great. Um, great Maybe they just get a penalty from in front somewhere. There you go, but no, that's an interesting selection thought. I mean, I, I don't know whether sides would completely... I mean, it's such an important position in fullback, so I don't know. If it was you're trusting a guy like Selwyn Cobbo to carry your side in that position for the year and show, want to show some faith, sure, you name him for round one. Yeah. I think no, Katoni Stags can kick. Pure speculation, that one. I don't know. You see front rowers now on Instagram, whatever, they can nail them from... Uh, nail goals, that is, from the sideline. Um all the banana kicks and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. Surely there's a few of them in the side that can can 
kick a goal or two. But anyway, who knows? Interesting curve, although I like that. Um, so anyway, for me, Stags, I've had him in since day one, and I think he's going to stay there come uh, Thursday night. So um, for their opponents, the Bunnies, great news again on the cheapy front. Uh, Lachlan Ilias at halfback, probably the most interesting one. Absolutely. He's an absolute lock. A plus. Just get him in. Do your thing. Yep. No, love that. Uh, more interesting, though, Blake Taff. So he's at fullback, but then the Latrell Mitchell news. That's Yeah, Mitchell's back next week. So I think Taff's trappish in that respect. I think he'll have a big game. The Broncos were allowing something like 85, 86 points per game to fullbacks last year. So if you've got Taff, he's a real sneaky VC play here. Um, but I, I don't think he lasts longer than the week. Yeah, I mean, for a guy like him, it seems likely that he's going to get a run at varying stages throughout the year, but not the sort of longer-term play that we'd hoped with the trail out. Um, is there any thought, are they going to shift him to the, is it more likely to be bench? Um, Ilias' yeah, spot? He possibly replaces Saliva Havili um, on, and the bench utility, but I don't know how he goes in the hooking role. Damien Cook's well capable of playing 80, but you know, just in case. Yep. I agree. So, uh, I don't know. I think uh, better news for Ilias out there. Taff, bit of a question mark. So, I don't know. I'd be leaning towards Ilias only if uh, I was you. Anyone else for the bunnies in the team list strike you as interesting? Mate, you know I'm a big fan of Jackson Paulo this year. Um, super high on him playing in Dane guys' left center spot. That's super coach gold down that edge. So, I'll be starting with him. Um the other guy that I really like is Cam Murray. I think he's in for a really big year leading this side. So I'm a bit shocked he's over as overlooked as he is, but um, I can understand why I don't have him in my side either, but I'm a, a big fan. 615K for Murray. Uh, I don't know, the ceiling isn't quite as high as we maybe once thought it could be with Murray in terms of you know his offload and attacking ability. And maybe it is so regularly playing through the middle that those opportunities don't come. But I don't know, yeah, it's a Good point. I really haven't thought about him, either him or Damien Cook in those positions. And on their day, they're very well, Cook, absolutely premium. Um, but I guess so is Murray. So, yeah, I don't know. Good, yeah, good that's point. it. I had a quick look at the scores against Brisbane last year for those guys. Cody Walker busted a ton, as we expect him. He would. Uh, Cam Murray had a 56 and a 91 on them last year. Um, and Cook, how do you expect he went last year? Yeah, I think there's always a surprise because we just assume um, because we know what he can do that when he doesn't hit that, he's yeah. terrible. But I think it was like 70 or something, wasn't it, per game? 47 and 47. Right. Against the Broncos last year. Surely yeah, he just he's wasn't hit. running at all. He's come out and said himself he's going to get back to his running best and all that sort of stuff. But it's just, I don't know, Cook's sort of on the decline in my eye. So I, I'll be watching how he goes. The Bunnies... Round two and three, I think, are really tough. Um, escapes me who they're actually playing over the next couple of weeks, but I think they really hit a couple of tough teams in those ones. So Cook, probably a little bit less appealing to me for that reason. Just back on your boy, Jackson Paulos. I don't know, I quite like that. And I was almost going to bring him in my own side. I was having a look, but then like he's going to accuse me of stealing my his ideas. So I couldn't nah, do it. Don't not. you love that? Um, but then, I don't know, I prefer him. Uh, last year, my guy in a similar sort of vein was Jesse Ramian high up on him mm. you weren't because obviously he left your beloved knights and that that always stings but um that didn't eventuate uh, as as well as i'd hoped it, uh, i don't think he made much cash at all for me didn't score many points uh had injuries and all that sort of stuff so i don't know i think for jackson paulo 375k you're not taking as big a risk as i was so i kind of like it 
and I wish I could steal it, but I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Like, man, a lot of people are on uh, Xavier Coates um, down at Melbourne, and rightly so. He's playing that Josh Addo car role. Um, but I think, you know, for an extra 20K on the best Supercoach side in the game, I'm taking the punt on Paulo as a, a Superpod. Love it. Uh, anything else on this game before we move to Roosters Knights? Uh, no, not really. I mean, Josh Mansour got a surprise cut in favour of Tane Milne, um, but that was probably the biggest selection surprise for mine. Okay. All righty, moving to Chooks v Knights, your beloved Knights. So for the Roosters, we'll start with them. Lindsay Collins into the starting side as we expected. He's 463k. Uh, in terms of starting price, he's got a bit of upside to him. He gets through a lot of work, but carrying a dreaded ACL injury, uh, he's previously scored 62 points a game, so he has a little bit of room to growth with that price price as it is right now. But is there too much of a concern with that ACL? We know it takes some players a long time to get back to the form they once were. Yeah, it does. And so I think he's got a couple of guys floating around like uh, at the TKO, is sitting there in the 17 jersey as well, so he'll be coming on for some good stints. And um, I just don't know what to make of Collins. I think he's around the same sort of price point as um, Stefano, yep. Udo Ekamano. So I'd rather the latter than Lindsay Collins personally, but um, you know, to each their own. I can see some appeal in him, but just won't be doing it for me. Should everyone be getting on Connor Watson, mate? He's a starting hooker. No, How good? Green tick. I don't think so. Sam Verrills is out suspended this week. He'll be back in round two, which could mean Connor Watson's back to a, a 14 jersey playing in sort of um, a shared nine lock sort of hybrid role. So Supercoach Poison. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And you're not just saying that because he left your side that he's playing this week. No, and he's no I think that time. was always the plan with him. He he was always sort of going to be that. Uh, that's sort of the role he was playing when he was there the first time. He was, and I think that's the reason they got him back. He can provide a bit of cover in, in across the second row and he can play hooker um, and he can play in the halves if need be. We know Luke Keary's coming back from his own ACL injury. Were anything to happen, Connor Watson can, can fill in you know, pretty easily in that spot. So we reckon Connor Watson, huge trap, goes without saying. Billy Smith, 296K center wing in the the game. He's been named at starting center, Momorowski onto the wing, and Nagama, who I think many expected to start this round, has been moved to extended. So Billy Smith, great to see him back. Horrible run with injury. Um, what do you make of this? Does this have trap written all over it with Suwali lurking? Uh, I don't think so. From what I understand, um, Trent Robinson sees Billy Smith as their long-term centre in this team. So, um, and he sort of sees Suwali as their winger. So I don't know where that leaves Tupo, Manu, and Momorowski. I mean, two of those guys are, are locked in. Um, but where that leaves Momorowski in the grand scheme of things, I'm not sure. But I, I think this is Billy Smith's spot to lose. That's interesting there because less than 300k playing in this Chook side. As we know, they're attacking weapons on their good day. They've got their halves pairing back, Walker and Kiri, so that's great news for them. So Billy Smith, is he a smoky for your round one side? I think so. I mean, I'm, I've got, um, what's his name, Sean Russell from Parramatta at the moment who's only something like 10k cheaper. So it's something I'm considering moving into. But, um, yeah, both guys sort of... It's very appealing mm. for me. 
Yeah, it's an interesting time for Suwali owners because he's very popular in the game and just what his role is when he comes back. Uh, I think he's got round three on the casualty report there, so not too far away. But I don't know, they've got, as they always do, a bevy of talent in that back line. So who knows, might be injuries or Morovsky moving well, on is his best that's chance. That's another question to raise. It's, so many guys are carrying Suwali because they know he's going to be back and they're looking to save the trade and all that sort of thing. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Are you going to be going that route or are you going to wait and grab him in when he does actually suit up? I think I'm going to wait uh, with him because I think he's not generating any points in that position there. He's 280K. No cash. Or cash. So, I mean, yeah. you've got plenty of time now to sit and wait and just see what exactly his role is. So I think, I don't know, for the point of saving a trade, it could be five, six, seven rounds in before you actually um, would be using that trade anyway. So, I don't know, it's a long time to play around with a guy that could sit on your NPRs for all we know for you know, a month or more. So, I don't know. I think Yeah, listen, and say, Liz Frank's a dangerous injury like it it can take a long time to come back from such a small break in your foot sort of thing so just don't know how he's tracking and all that sort of stuff i'm with you i'm i'm gonna wait and get him when he comes back because i think you're just limiting your uh, cash generation early on say if i've got three guys on the bench who don't play a lot but they you know make 50 60k and then i can trade one of those down to suwali at some stage and, and make a little bit of coin um, I'm a little bit better off than you are in the cash generation side of things. So it's just, I, I think it's makes more sense. We've got the options there. Leave him out for now and grab him when he comes available. Talk to me about your Newcastle Knights in the most excited uh, manner that you Do can I, deliver. Oh, Here we go. Fire up, Lakey. Uh, is it the Knights year? Who knows? But I don't know. Tell me about your boys. Teamless Tuesday for the Knights. What did it reveal? It revealed that Kurt Mann is a very uh, solid option I was for this about year. to fire up. The rocker sound. No, no, Hold I'm off. not. I'm not avoiding him. Kurt Mann is in my side. For all those wondering, um, Barry Tui on Twitter yesterday or the day before has come out and said it's his thoughts that Kurt Mann will be playing around 65 minutes a game, which is huge value. He's 383k off top of head. Um, just huge value with him if he can play that through the middle for a bit we know how dangerous he is running the ball and he can set up guys and he's got a good kicking game blah 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 blah. so he's a a, a locked in one for me so is chris randall who's 100k cheaper than that and looking at the same sort of minutes per game so both of those guys and i always say every year i've got to stop starting with knights because they kill me every year but i think these guys are really good value heading into the season um, the other one I like the look of is Jacob Safidi. Um, he was always touted as being a possible starter, but he gets that because his brother's got a fracture in his tibia, I believe, from, and I don't want to make any accusations, but there was a possible hip drop tackle in the dog's trial. Um, Daniel Safidi came off straight after that and hasn't been seen since, and now he's out for a little while. So, um He's aiming for around three or four to get back, but Jacob Safidi at 410k and Dave Clemmer at 490 um, as the starting props there. So they they provide some value as well if you're looking for a bit of a cut price option in that. Is Clemmer really much chop? I know he had a big year a couple of years ago, but fell away a he bit last did. year. He did. He had a couple of big years uh, in a row. Last year, he was hampered by a knee injury. So he ended up coming off the bench a lot of the time, which really dragged his scoring down. I don't know if you saw any of the Knights' trials, but he looked 
dangerous again. He looked hungry. He looked fiery. He looked like he was going to tear somebody's head off. So it looks like the old Dave Clemmer. There's a bit of value in that if he can get back to his former ways. But it, it, I agree it is a bit of a risk and it's not one I'm taking, but I could, definitely won't talk anybody out of it. Caelan Ponga, not an option. Scratch him. Not an option right. for me. Okay, we're not um, going to talk that Only Ponga because we've... No, that's it. Caelan Ponga is not an option. <laughs> no, I'm talking about other guys. I'm talking about other guys. I'm talking about your Tom Travojevic's, your... Um, James Tedesco's, your Ryan Pappenhausen's, your Jake Granville's, Gutherson's, your Jake, well, he's on the extended bench. <laughs> well, so there. To that. But yeah, no, they're far, far better options in that same position. Not goal kicking, not worth it. Not goal kicking, getting smashed in, in the ball in hand. So yeah, avoid. You're a smarter man than I, Lakey, because, you know, roles reverse, and I'm talking about Michael Morgan for the various reasons that other, all the people told me back in the day when I was still picking him. I'd just do it anyway. So, I don't know, out of spite, whatever it Hey, might man, be. as soon as my season's over, there's a good chance he ends up in my team. So, it could be there by round three. <laughs> I love that. All right. And who's this random from the Knights that you've staked better against me in day for Jerome Masia. Jerome Masia, number 17. So, he's playing in the same jersey. He's playing the same sort of role. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. Um, in my write-up here, I've said that I'm, I wouldn't be expecting more than 15 to 20 minutes from him either. You've got... Lockie Fitzgibbon, who played about 65 per game last year. So there could be a chance to steal some there. Mitch Barnett's in the 15, um, but it's rumoured that he's going to be playing through the middle a bit more to give Clemmer or Safidi a bit of a rest. So he could be in the prop rotation along with Leo Thompson. Um, so I think Mama C is looking probably about 15 or 20 a game. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see how he goes. Okay, any final words for this one? No, that's just about covers it. Warriors and Dragons. Uh, interesting times for the Warriors. They finally got Sean Johnson back on deck. It's going to be great to see him. Fortunately, didn't get in there with that trial washed out against the Titans, but he's finally been named in his beloved seven Warriors jersey. So great for him, 460-odd K. Interesting play. Um, maybe we start with him before getting into the other news, but would you be... Is it risking him? Or I, I wrote him up in the mega guide and I said, you know, it's that emotional side of things. He's making his return. And unfortunately not in New Zealand, but playing for the Warriors, does it spark something over the first month or so uh, where he can defy a bit of that age and maybe a bit of the pace he's lost over the last few seasons and, I don't know, have a big start to the year? Do you see much value in him? If he can stay healthy, then yes. That's the big question for me is Sean Johnson's injury history. He's always seemed to pick up something and missing games here and there, but he's still one of the best to do it when he's on the park. Uh, he's just dangerous. Every time he touches the ball, he can set guys up around him. He's just you know pure brilliance. He's our generation's Benji, I guess you could say. Like, um, Yeah, but he's got to stay on the park. The big downside for him this year is he's not goal kicking that's going to be Reese Walsh when he gets back next week so it's uh, a, a negative in Sean Johnson's uh, against Sean Johnson I should say so um, yeah it's it's a risk but I think he's probably looking at a top five in the position if he can stay on the park I think it's almost eight to ten points a game his goal kicking gave him over the last couple of seasons and that was even patchy goal kicking at best so that's a huge chop in terms of his scoring output. So I don't know. For me, SJ's got a bit too many question marks over him. He's almost stand-and-deliver type at, the, at this stage. Um, all those hamstring, calf, ankle, whatever he's been carrying, um, it's all just sort of caught up to him. And I don't know, he's either kicking in 
getting forced dropouts or just you know throwing long cutouts. But it's not the running and cutting and slicing and dicing Sean Johnson that we knew and loved back in his good old days at the Warriors. I don't know. Um, tread with caution if you are going with SJ there. Um, CHT has been named at fullback. Uh, Reese Walsh slots straight back in there. Does that just move CHT to the bench? Or is there any chance that he might fill in at centre and cause a bit of a shuffle around with a potential cheeky no, slash trap? I don't know. Be? I think if he was going to play anywhere, it'd be in the halves at number six. But it looks like Cody's won that on merit. Um, and I th- Yeah, so I think if CHT was going to play in the six going forward, he would have been named there this week with uh, DWZ in the fullback, but I think it's just going to be a pure straight swap out next week. Yep. Um, a guy here, I had to look him up in the mega guide. I wrote the Warriors. So Viliami <laughs> Valea, uh, out of nowhere, out of the heavens, center wing, 175K. He's named at starting center. Uh, he's beaten out Jesse Arthurs, Adam Pompey, and Ed Cozzi in that position. They're all guys in the mega guide. I talked a hell of a lot more than Valea, who I think I said was biding his time in New South Wales Cup and rated him an E. Is there so, wildly off there? My bad. Uh, did not see that one coming. Neither did I. Don't think Anton Poser, Warriors fanatic. So I don't know. Back myself a little bit there, but uh, very risky for him in that I think it's going to be his third game. This one, a lot of competition, more experienced guys around him. Is he a trap? I don't think so. I'm going to go out on the limb and say he's not. Um, I think if those guys were in contention or favoured over him, they would have been named over him, you know. And the fact that they're all named on the extended bench, they're in the reserves there, that doesn't look like they're carrying any sort of injury problems that would have kept them out for this week. So I think Valea's just won it on merit. Um, He has been talked up a little bit over the last week or so um, since that second trial. I uh, no, they missed that second trial, didn't they? So, yeah, he's. I think he's just been slightly pushing himself into contention over the last couple of weeks, and he's got the nod. So I think it's, um, you know, if he can get out there and perform, then he'll be sticking around for a little while, and hopefully that's the case. He's 205K, I believe. Not bargain basement, but not far off it. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, a bit of a... A guy, like we said with Sawali, you can wait and see. If round three comes and we need to move some players on, great downgrade option. That's going to win given Yeah, it. definitely. If that's the rate you want to, uh, route you want to go, then, I'd, again, I'm not going to talk you out of that. Um, but I think I've, you know, so many people are going to see a starter at 205K and they're just going to grab him straight away. Yep. I know. I just see Simonson. I see John Pallavi throwback, Joe Fitz, um, the Pallavi scale, <laughs> the cheapies that oh. came and went very early on, um, and he's in the same jersey as Pallavi as well. So huge risk. I don't know. For me, he's a sit-and-wait kind of option there. Um, if you are going to start with him because you need to juggle some spots around cash or whatever, then not the worst option, absolutely, given he's named to start. Likely that he gets a few more games throughout the year, if that's the case. But long-term, it's very cloudy at this stage. Uh, anyone else for the Warriors? Mate, you haven't talked about the back row at all. You and Aiken or Josh Curran. Can, um, can we just about Adam Fanua Blake? Well, just can I play it for you and Aiken? Are... are we are we saying yeah. he's a plus? All right. There we go, mate. Sure. The simple fact Great. that he's playing in the second row and he's available at centre wing, you, mate, it's just and he performed last year when he was in at second row. He was really good, so it's going to be hard to leave him out. Josh Curran, you saw what he could do last year. Um, he can fall over, you know, wet wet floor signs and buckets and stuff like that <laughs> when he's coming off the field. And, 
just endless entertainment Josh Curran is. So, and then um, for me, Adam Fanua Blake's the, the pick of the front rowers, I think. Um, that's not named Payne Huss. So I'm doing what I can to keep him in my side. Is there a thought like Fanua Blake has to share too much of the role with Matt Lodge, who's going to be fired up when he returns? No, I don't think so. AFB was really good last year when they were both on the park anyway. Um, and he's been named as captain in Torhu's absence. So until Harris is back and however long that's going to be as he recovers from an ACL injury, um, Fanua Blake's got a reason to keep his head on straight, lead from the front, blah, 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 blah. We know he's a loose cannon. He can be crazy at times. Maybe he gets carried away with something on the field he's been known to do, but um, they're showing a lot of faith in him, so I'm, I'm doing the same. Ellie Katoa named at starting second row as well, 354K. Uh, anything to like about him? He's Yeah, definitely. He looks, he looks good so far this year. He looks like he's really stepping up to the plate, but his defense is a bit of a question still. Um, they've got Bailey Sirenen on the bench there, Jazz Tavanga's on the bench there. These guys can come on and play in that second row as well. So if he's not performing, then he could be replaced mid-game. And he's tend to only average around 65 a, uh, a game over the last couple of years. So I, I think he's still developing. Um, there's some guys that are, I know are very excited about him forming a combination with Sean Johnson, potentially, and... Um, just how that goes, I'm, I'm not sure. He's not one I'm going to be grabbing. I've got enough warriors as it is, but yeah, he's um, he's worth a watch. <laughs> worth a watch. With a good hard look, I think there's a lot of options in that forward pack. Probably one of the, the biggest super coach relevant uh, packs in terms of the game in 2022 to start the year. So Eli Katoa, the cheapest of the lot. So I don't know, he'll have a lot of upside. He's got 7% ownership at this stage. I reckon that'll be 10, 15% even by... Uh, Thursday night. So expect his stocks to rise with that green tick next to his name. Um, anyone else for the Warriors, mate? No, I think that covers it, mate. They're, they're a good-looking super coach side, aren't they? Yeah, you just hope they go back to that Warriors style of play of old um, and get a bit of luck as well. Obviously, keeping the season alive, we can't thank them enough. But uh, Warriors, maybe it is their year finally. Um, Dragons, big... Um, well, not I'd say big super coach news or relevance, but not surprisingly. Um, Tyrell Sloan, Amon, Monet, uh, they've both been named. I think I've got that right. Do you know which one's which yet? <laughs> not, not quite, but they're both in my side regardless. So 5-8 um, spot definitely looked pretty handy when they were playing together in both the trials and even late last year as well. So there's a lot to like about these guys. Um, I saw, I've got... I'm on a in my center wing side for Supercoach Classic, and I have Sloan in there in draft, not for both. There we there go. go. I'm just getting mixed up already. How good? Um, Sloan's a hell of a lot more expensive, but Amone, is he in everyone's side? Should he be in everyone's side? Uh, well, yes and no. Um, I think he should be. He's shown so much attacking flair. He's very dangerous with the ball in hand. And the Dragons have been showing some promise over the preseason, um, believe it or not. I think we've tipped them to finish close to the bottom of the table again, but they went and ran up a score on the Bunnies in the Charity Shield, and he looked really good. Wouldn't be like the Dragons to be early, though, surely. No, nah, not at all. They, they should, But that's the thing. If they you know, peak by, say, round seven, round eight, then Armand has done his job. He's made money. Yep. But, yeah, available at 5'8 and center wing, there's... 
better guys, more expensive at 5'8", then you've got Lachlan Ilias available, cheaper. So I think the spot for Amone is in the center wing. And as I said, there's plenty of options in that spot. So I can see why guys would leave him out, but I don't think you should. Tarek Sims is out with a calf injury. That was a little bit of a surprise. Jack Bird's been pushed to second row. Aaron Wood's name to start. Uh, is Bird likely to play at lock once uh, Maguire comes back? Is this just a bit of a temporary sort of fix? I think that's the plan. I think the plan, once Tariq Sims is back, sorry, um, he'll be on the edge with Bird at lock, DeBellin at prop. Um, but I, I must admit, I don't know the inner workings of the Dragons um, as finely as many others do, but that that's the way I saw it lining up. Um, didn't expect Aaron Woods to be on the a starting side regardless, but that's the way they've run out. So, yeah, it's I think it's a bit, a bit of a shuffle once Sims is back. Do we know why he's out? Uh, they had him out with a calf injury in the yeah, NRL okay, yeah, report. Sorry, yeah. So back potentially round two. So it might just be a very temporary yeah, we'll thing. say calves can linger too, so that'd be interesting to see how he um, recovers from that. Jack Bird, 499k, center wing, dual second rower. Um, green tick next to his name, could play either second row or lock, we're not too sure on his position. But I know we talk about um, you and Aitken, almost the same price tag and the same role. Um, why are we not talking about Jack Bird? No, no idea. He's uh, looked very strong in the preseason trials and he, he looks trim and determined and all that sort of stuff. I think he's right on par with Ewan Aitken. He's not as popular for some reason, but uh, maybe it's the injury history or whatever it is, but he's been a couple of years off that now, so he looks like he's in for a big year. I think he's due some luck on the injury front and, and that as well. He's had a very disrupted last few years, but finally his second row spots um, hopefully nailed down or at least somewhere in the pack there for him. So I don't know. I see a pretty good year out of Jack Bird. I'll just be keen to watch him over the first few rounds um 500k it's a bit steep and as you said you've got a guy like Aitken I think has a little bit more pedigree in the supercoach caper than Bird so anyway I'll uh, stick with Aitken over Bird but I can see people owning both of them at stages throughout the year we know center wing's a lottery so if you can shore up some points maybe that's the play um George Burgess he is uh, not in the side so unfortunate I think a lot of people had him as one of those filler guys in the prop row rotation big name uh potentially Okay for Supercoach, but he's gone. Uh, any other news for of relevance for this one? No, not really. Um, Jack DeBellin, I mean, if you can... I couldn't stomach having him in the side personally, but he has been a, a top scorer previously in the 13 jersey. And as I said before, I think he's going to move into the prop rotation. So maybe he gets that dual flexibility update that they're doing in round 6 and 12 and 18 this year. So... He could be a prime candidate for one of the spots there. Okay, let's move on to Tigers and Storm. Uh, no idea what to expect with this one. Tigers, if you're ever going to get them in round one, and I don't think anyone has, this is the round to do it. So this is your greatest shot. Give it uh, give it everything. But the Storm are very undermanned. Tigers, on the other hand, a uh, couple of interesting ones. You mentioned um, Stefano Utokamanu. He's been named at starting prop. So uh, in a pretty good price range, uh, we've seen the potential that he's got. So hopefully nailing down that starting spot means he's going to do good things. Have you got him in your side? I don't. As I said, I've got AFB, but um, I, I would definitely take uh, Stefano at a pinch. Yeah, I've got Payne and Haas in Utokamano at this stage. So I don't know. I think yeah, between him and AFB at that same sort of price range, pretty good. Um, you get a, a fairly decent bit of value out of them. So uh, for me, the front row at this stage, it's less about cash generation. 
in those starting positions and more just about getting solid points week to week. So not overly concerned. I haven't done too much thought in terms of front row combinations. I think pick and stick with some of these guys. It's not too big of a question, but I don't know. Took a moment. Yeah, listen, and Stefano, he, once he started in the prop, um, in, in the starting jersey last year, he averaged 66 per game. Hmm. Uh, from eight games or six games or something like that, like he had a a good chunk of time and really proved himself. So if he can keep that going, he's going to be a great pick. Tuolangi at second row. He's starting over Luke Garner, who's just battling back from an ankle injury. He's named on the bench. Tuolangi, that's great news as a cheapie, 253K second row forward. Uh, is he one that we should all be getting in our sides now? Uh, yes, I think so. Um I mean, you've got your Cowboys recruits who are a little bit more expensive mm. and probably a bit more job security. But I think Tuolang is showing enough that he's won it on his own right. Um, Garner, as you said, he's coming back from injury. He hasn't played any trials, any, you know, any of that. But he is named. He's on the bench. If he wasn't right to go, I don't think they'd risk him in round one, surely. Anyone else for the Tigers? Uh, well, Jackson Hastings is there um, at 350k. I know he's a big option for a, a lot of halves. Um, I, I've got him at the moment, but I'm not excited about it personally. And and uh, same with Oliver Gildart. I don't have him, but he's a cheap option at your centre wing. Mm. You know, they're worse guys to have, I suppose. But That's probably the most concerning, don't... actually, if I look at my side as it stands now. Hastings and Brad Schneider is my starting halves combination. Or halfback. That's a um, not doesn't yeah, scream. That's the points. same as me, and I'm not excited about it at all. But um, I'm trying to cut some corners here and there so I can upgrade Hastings somewhere. Yep, I think Hastings is definitely a guy you look at as being a uh, pedestal to the next tier. And I don't know, it's a guy I think there's not too many other halfbacks. You know, you look at Cleary, you look at DCE, they're at the top tier there. Here, I think we just need to look at cash potential. I think both of those guys have it. So. I don't know, happy to wear a bit of a loss in terms of the position while the side builds itself up. So anyway, Hastings, welcome aboard. Uh, Storm, bit of news around there. So obviously all the talk is Cam Munster is going to miss this one here. Harry Grant, he's also coming back around too. We all know it. Uh, Brandon Smith, he's been named in the number nine jersey, uh, gets a reprieve with that All-Stars suspension lifted. So yeah, it's a um, it's a different Storm side than we're going to see in round two. But if we're talking super coach relevance, uh, anything else strike you of interest? Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, there you God go. God love him. How good is it to see his name there in the number one? After all the, like, he's not going to line up and he is going to line up and he's teasing us with playing golf and <laughs> training updates and all this hoopla that he we've run through. It's so good to see him there. All right, I'm going to rock him. All right. There we go. Love it. Uh, Papenhaus and Tedesco should be a combination. I don't know. I, I just can't buy into It's turbo, a so. very popular yep. combination. I think it's, you know, if you don't have turbo, you've got the two of these guys. Agreed. Josh King named at lock for the Storm. So he'll be one of those guys who piques a lot of interest at that price. Uh, any love for him? No. Trappy for me. Trappy. 256k um, front rower. Yeah, no, I can see the appeal, but uh, when Harry Grant's back next week, he's going to be in the number nine, and then where does Brendan Smith play? He'll be in the 13. So uh, Josh King should be back on the bench by then. I think it's a one-week hit out for him. Tyron Wishart gets a start on the bench. Uh, 175K hooker. He'll deputize for Brendan Smith, but then be out of the side, you'd imagine, in round two. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. There was 
Josh King, there was talk that I think Wilfred wrote him up in the mega guy that he has cash cow potential there. So with the starting spot, shows a bit of faith from Coach Bellamy. So I don't know, it could be bigger minutes. Oh, definitely. I think he's going to be there on the bench. Um, he'll be one of the uh, the guys in the prop rotation with Bromwich and Welch, the co-captains, and, and Nass. So um, he'll be playing some minutes. I think he's going to be a bit of a slow burner at 256, 257 starter. Final word on this game. Um, the Jaden Nicarima pick at number 15 just worries me a little bit for Ryan Pappenhausen because I think he, if he comes in, he'll be playing in the halves and Nick Mean, he'll be going to the back. So I think he's a Pappenhausen cover. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Uh, didn't actually notice his name on that list, but um, yeah, Jaden Nicarima, that's a strange bench. Always when, whenever you see two utility kind of players. Um, you just that's right. Know. And that's what struck struck me is the two names there that can cover the um, spine positions. So it's just, I think it is just a bit of caution by Bellamy. Eels and the Titans first of the Sunday games. No real surprises for Parramatta. I think everyone expected the side that ran out. They were the least disrupted, I think, in terms of their preseason. Center wing cheapy brigade, Sean Russell and Penasini. Russell 2885K and Penasini 256K named. Very popular options, playing in a pretty what looks to be a pretty attacking uh, side for 2022. Any real surprises that they are so highly owned? Any risk? I don't think so. Penasini showed in the trials that he's definitely talented and he should be there. Um, Sean Russell's playing in Mike Acevo's spot and the Eels tend to favour the left wing when they're going on attacking raids. So he's fallen into a really good spot for bagging a couple of early tries. We know they've got a, an outstanding early run, so there's a good chance he gets over for a couple and shoots up in price quickly, hopefully, fingers crossed. So, yeah, I think these are very worthwhile names. Yep, got them both in my side, locked and loaded. Uh, Nathan Brown named in jersey 18, so he's battling an ankle concern. Um, yeah, it was surprised to see that, but obviously just taking it easy given the quality of players that they have in the side at the moment. Uh, Jacob Arthur comes onto the bench in jersey 17, 300k halfback. Don't go near that one. But Makahazy Makatoa, my boy from last year, the um, NPR that just delivered and delivered, 312,000. He's been named in jersey 14. Uh, do you have any insight onto the, what sort of role we can expect from him? Uh, impressive last season when he got his chance and big raps on him. At 312k as a bench, he, is there much love? Yeah, he's been huge. Um, I think he's really promoted himself really with the way he's been playing to the prop rotation he's first off the bench for me um into that side but i think that's where he's going to be in the in the bench prop you know junior polo and rcg a big minute guys in that spot so at 312 he's just too expensive to start with yeah as he, he might become a Papali'i type if one of their starters goes down and he's promoted, then I think we all should seriously look at jumping on. But until that happens, uh, it's just a wait and see. Hmm. Uh, Papali and Madison, so Papali second row and Maddo at lock as we expected. Uh, do you have either of these guys in your side? I've got Maddo. I don't, but if I was going to pick one, it would be Maddo. Um, I like him at lock. His his base will be extremely safe. He's always pretty good anyway, but his um, work rate will be there and he'll be tackling and hit-ups and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just that, that Nathan Brown hanging around in the 18 jersey, mm. whether he's a late in and Madison kicks back into the edge um, where Sean Lane is and 
there's a bit of a shuffle that way. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, regardless of whether it happens this week or in future, it is going to be Madison back on the edge and he'll be one of the premier guys again. And as good as he is, Isaiah Papali is signed with the Tigers for next year, next year. And we always, like, there's always a question mark then. Is the coach going to stitch him up with a reduced role or anything like that? Hard to see that happening given how well Papali played last season. But you never know. That could be something, um, given he's not going to be there long term, maybe as the season wears on, um, you know, Brown comes and fills in there or something like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think for Supercoach if uh, anyone's going to be... Budging in terms of points output, it's going to be Papali over Matto. I think Stasi wrote up Papali as being a potential avoid in the Mega Guide, so he was pretty off him. But I think a lot based on that sort of feeling about him moving on next year. And maybe I think it's just the, the he's an obvious regression candidate. He scored Huge a lot year. of tries last year, um, massive year, obviously, and he's come in as the most expensive front rower in the game. Um, but you know, if if he doesn't get a couple of tries early, then his price is going to plummet. Mm. Yeah, it was a out of nowhere kind of year. Great career years. Got him signed up to a very juicy contract. So well done, Papali. But hard to see that uh, repeating itself. But we never know. Um, on the Titans, Bo Firma, biggest, uh, no, I guess, super coach relevant one here for me. 379k, center wing, dual second rower. He gets a start at second row as we all expected. Kevin Proctor named it Jersey 17. We've said before, said it a few times on the pod, Supercoach poison that jersey. So does that mean, I don't know, Kevin Proctor's just out. He's going to get 25, 30 minutes a game. And yeah, I think he's just guy. cover. He'll just be, you know, a bit of a breather type guy. So, yeah, he's just basically fallen way down the pecking order. Bo Firma last year played a few games as a starter on the edge and he averaged 58 um, per game. So... Available in the center wing, if you can punch out those sorts of numbers, that's that's money at 379k. You're looking at the same sort of output that um, you and Aiken and um, Jack Bird, who we spoke about, um, are uh, potentially going to give us, but at 100k discount. So that's uh, say Bo Firma is the guy to own of the three, I think. Mm. And you've got a bit of depth at the center spot as well. I mean, they could put Sammy there at a pinch and bring Greg Marju, who's named in 18, on. So the Maybe a concern that if there's an injury there, Bo Firma gets moved in as he can do with that versatility, but you'd like to think yeah, the, is spot now. The only concern for me is if it's an injury mid-game, so there's mm-hmm. a potential for him to move over there as cover, but they got Will Smith there um, who can also play in the centres. Um, AJ Brimson can play at fullback and Smith can slot into the halves there too, so they got a bit of uh, flexibility with the team they've they've chosen you know what i would love to see sunday afternoon just to stitch every fafita owner up is he gets benched stars his late mail big uh, cross down, next champion. to his name would love it that. love Don't to see put it. that out there no you know what i say that it'll happen i'll laugh and then he'll score three tries such as yeah, the, come on the roller coaster of dave fafita but now anyway he's in jersey uh, 11 i believe so in the starting side at the moment no funny games with uh holbrook so for now anyway fafita's your starting boy I mean, I don't have him. Everyone else does, and they're going to laugh at me, but whatever. Sticking to it. You can enjoy <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it worked well for you last year. You can enjoy that fun 100-point first half that leads to 105 in the end. So he's the Latrell Mitchell of the Fords. <laughs> he's, that's all right. There you mate. go. The, all the points count no matter where you score them in the game. Uh, it's going to be a fun watch for me, that one. But anyway, anyone else for the Titans, mate? I actually thought Corey Thompson, if I had the money and, you know, we're deep into yeah, the Yeah, you were big on Corey Thompson early. So um, so the only other one for me is Aaron Clark as a cheapy option at 300K 
um, hooker, but Chris Randall's a little bit cheaper um, and doesn't. Uh, so I think Chris Randall's the, the pick of the two personally, but if you wanted to run the dual cheapy hookers, um, then yeah, Aaron Clark is an option for you for sure. Yeah, there was talk about Tanner Boyd being given a run there, but obviously he's on the extendeds and Will Smith's into the utility spot. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Clark it's, does nothing to excite me, but yeah, as you said, if you're cutting cash and you don't want Harry Grant chewing it all up for one round, then maybe Clark's your boy. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. There's not much of Supercoach relevance in this side. Very good. So maybe we'll get into the game of the round, shall we? <laughs> yes. Giddy up. What a way. Spoon bowl. You know what? I'm actually going to be on a plane while this thing happens. I'm up in Cairns, the lucky, lovely Cairns. Great time of year to be here when it says feels like 40 degrees at uh, 9 at night. Great spot to be. But I'll be flying back to Brisbane at this point at 6 o'clock. Save yourself some heartache. I can't wait. I don't know if I have Wi-Fi on the plane or whatever, but I'm sure I'll, go, I'll wake up to a... Uh, a land to a uh, massive Cowboys win. No doubt about that. If they don't, I'm not getting off the friggin' plane. So anyway, <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. Right at the top of the pod, we talked about the uh, Cows having a lot of relevance this year, a lot of interest, not just from me and Supercoach. But let's start with Jeremiah Nano, named to start at second row, 345k. Heel and Lukey, his partner there at 351k. For me, Lukey was the guy I, na- I nailed down from the start. In my side, I thought huge upside. We all saw it last season. Um just signed a, a huge contract. Obviously, there was talk about him being poached by a fair few yeah. sides. So is it... Yeah, he was coming to us at one stage, and I was really excited about it. But no, he turned God, around. Cowboys was great, with you, guys. you guys, can you get some oh, of your own players? We're just saying to get the good guys. Yeah, anyway, uh, Lukey signed with the good guys, so he'll be with us for hopefully life. But anyway, for him, um, great things expected of him we saw a great ball runner last season didn't have um the interesting part for me i did a bit of a uh, look up on these guys stats for last year in terms of the motor so i was thinking like lukey's bigger shout to get more minutes here because he's played the trials and everything like that but then if you look at uh the minutes they got last season so lukey played uh what has he got 54 to 69 minutes well in the three games he started for and Nanai at the back end played 69 Lel and 80 minutes in one game uh, to close out the season. So in terms of motor, they've both got it. So I think the biggest concern is more Nanai hasn't played a game to start the season. I think they'll ease him a bit more in, swapping with Tom Gilbert throughout the game. But it could be big, great news for Heel and Lukey on that front there. I think 60-minute-plus player I see with him. And at starting second row in a great attacking game, I think get him into your side. Nanai, um, I don't know, I'm not... As keen to get him in, I haven't got him at the moment, but there's a potential shuffle around. I really like his uh, game as well. He threw sick cutout balls and all that last season, um, set up some tries, scored one of his own. So I think there's a game there in him, but I just don't know what his rotation is going to look like. So for me, a guy I'm going to sit on at this stage, are you getting one, both? Sounds like you, actually. Um, No, I don't have either at the moment, Um, but I I think I agree. I was waiting for your opinion on this, but I'm... Pretty sure I'd be grabbing Lukey um, before Nano. And, you know, there's only 5 6K difference between the two. So it's really a toss of the coin as far as the price point goes. And But, yeah, I, I think Lukey is the option there. Um, as I say, you know more than me, and I'm glad you agreed. <laughs> That's always great. You know I rate my Cowboys, mate. No, no surprise right. there. Um, one other guy, surprise packet here, Jermaine Tanoa Brown. So he's come to the Cows uh from the Warriors, he played Young under Manny. Tom Payton. 
young Maney, there you go, uh, rapper extraordinaire. He's named a starting prop. So he played really well in the the one trial that they had. Um, he's been training the house down, all the talk about it. Seems to me that the coach really rates him. So he gets the first crack. And Jordan McLean, they're easing him out here. He's um, You mentioned Liz Franks a while ago, that injury. It's a pretty nasty one. And it's really affected McLean. Uh, he hasn't been quite the same since he copped an injury, I think, two or three years ago. Uh, but in terms of his input, it now seems to be an impact player off the bench. So for Tanoa Brown, 275K, that's 30-odd points a game he's priced at. Um, do you see this going to 40, 45, and is he therefore an easy cash cow choice? Yeah, I wouldn't say an easy cash cow choice, but, I mean, who else are you going to play over him? you got, as said, you got Jordan McLean there, but he's obviously been placed on the bench, so... He looks like he's going to be a decent minute getter for you guys. I just, I don't, I won't go near him personally, but I, I think there are better cheap options around or cheaper options you can play. But yeah, it's, as a starter, he's you know, that's surprised me a little bit. I thought McLean would be there over him, but mm. yeah, he's obviously highly rated. So you got Mitch Dunn on the bench. He'll play through the middle. You got Cohen Hess starting as well, McLean, obviously. And you got Tamalolo at lock. All the talk's been about him in the off-season, where he will actually suit up. It seems to be he's back at his lock position. He's going to get more minutes and all that sort of stuff. And he got Ruben Cotter at 14. So I think the rotation might be that Lolo, he's going to play in the middle regardless. So Cotter comes in as a sort of roving option. For me, Cowboys props have never been um, worth much chop in terms of Supercoach. Even like to Matt Scott and that back in the day, they don't play big minutes. They don't throw offloads. Um, so I think in terms of Tanoa Brown, he may be, if you want to eke out 50, 60, 70 grand, to start the season could be an option, but I think he's a guy that's going to net you 40, 45 points a game. So I don't know. There's not a huge amount of growth there, but for round one, not the worst play for me. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, he was good at the Warriors too. So if he can get was. back into that, he could get back into that sort of mindset and really lead from your engine room, then he's a worthwhile shout. But at 275K, it's a lot to have on your bench to start the year certainly is. Um, probably nothing else really for me to talk about on the Cowboys. Lolo is what he is. If you're going to take the risk, do it. Um, if you're like me, sit and wait. I just don't know what to expect. All the talks about him in that role in improving. But... We're going to talk about Hammer? Uh, do you like Hammer? Not really. I think he's an impact player and he does special things out there. And you know, I love watching him, Matty Bowen-style footy player. But for me, super coach wise he's just not a fullback. Um, even though he's available at center wing, he just doesn't get through enough work. And I think we're not going to tear sides apart. So I don't know. Uh, I see some upside there, but not a hell of a lot. He's just still too small. He's still developing into it all. So I don't see him getting as heavily involved as uh, he may down the track at fullback. But for me, he's a he's a wait and see for later in the year. Yeah, fair enough. Doggies, mate, talk me through them. I really like what the dogs have done with their recruitment, but the big surprise for me was Braden Burns getting named in the centres. Um, he's come off the bench. Aaron Shoup has uh, been favoured there throughout the trials. So seeing Burns come out of nowhere, it's it warms the heart more than, uh, you know, excites me for Supercoach because of all the injury history with him. So I just, I'm looking forward to him actually getting through a couple of games and playing some decent footy. Uh, on the super coach front, Jack Hetherington, TPJ on the edges, um, Josh Jackson and the 13, Luke Thompson uh, at eight. So they're probably main guys from a forward perspective. I wouldn't be going anywhere near Hetherington personally. TPJ has a fair few um, admirers around, but 
he's you know went mental in the <laughs> last trial, so he's lost it a bit. But uh, what's your thoughts on him? Are you going anywhere near him? Are you no? That completely. Him I think like just almost everyone yeah. that completely just warmed me off him entirely. I think he's just too much of a risk and a hothead. And I know I love the style of play he has for Supercoach and everything like that. Throws great offloads, bust tackles, but he's an idiot. So I think it goes yes. without saying that. Unfortunately, that counts against you in this day and age. Look at Victor Radley. Like, he he needs to change his style. Latrell Mitchell can't get away with this sort of stuff anymore. And Pangai Jr. in a trial, he's ripping jerseys off and carrying on. Like, I don't know. For me, just huge red flags on his day could be great. But carryover points, um, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to this race between you and Stasi for the first stake. Um, could be over and done in round one. I can't wait. Could be a draw. Who knows? I'll be eating steaks at our round two catch up. Um, Tavita, if you're listening, um, Juzzy's the one called you the idiot. Um, if you need to get a hold of me and I can give you his address, we can sort that out. I may just not get off that plane at all <laughs> when I land in Brisbane. Uh, very good. Love your work, TPJ. Um, other than that, you were talking about Max King off the bench here. Max King is one that excites me at 188, 190K, whatever he is. Um, I was just like the look at the bench. Like Corey Waddell is the second role. Uh, BBO um, is obviously a back. He's going to fill in a utility type That's role. Bailey Beyond Iota. Beyond yeah, sorry, we should um, look that one up. But people hate when we use acronyms, probably as much as they hate yeah, when we put your names. Like get, you get into it, you get into a habit of it. So, yes, Bailey Beyond Iota. So he'll be playing in the back line somewhere. Um, Chris Patolo can play through the front row, but, um, you know, He's a little bit smaller, so I think Max King's going to get some pretty good minutes in the in the prop rotation, and it just feels like he should be in everybody's team at 190k. Okay, all right, Lakey, that is teams list Tuesday. That is a, I mean, you need to breathe more than anyone. You have done nothing but think <laughs> super coach and teams and everything and analysis for a solid, I think, eight ten hours, if not the full off season in 2022. So if anyone needs a break, you do. So that's the all the eight games, the ins and outs. We're going to close the pod. Uh, we're going to go through the top 20 highest owned players. I think I've just highlighted a couple here um, of guys I think are a bit too high in the top 20. Um, Bullymore, he is about number eight in there. I think you and I agree that's a bit too high for his. Yeah, that surprises me. That's yep. that's really high up there. Coates, Xavier Coates, 350K at the Storm. Uh, question marks on him. Great name player, but I don't know. Should he be top 10? Um, I think he has the potential, as I said, playing in that um, Josh Adokar role. He could jag a few tries. I understand the appeal there, but yeah, it's probably a bit high for me too. Suwali, number 11. Uh, I think you and I both agree he's a just hold off until he's finally named and we know what's happening there. Yeah, exactly right. So there's other guys there that we can grab um, and fill out those positions. Why carry a guy that's not going to play? Burbo, same deal with him, Ventrabojevic. He's out injured, so similar to Swali, almost exactly the same. But for him, his spot's probably on the bench. Uh, yeah, and we know he's going to be missing four weeks, don't we? It does, mm. They've come out and said he's four weeks out, so that's a good chunk of period to be carrying a guy with no earning potential. 14th highest owned player in the game. That's shocking. Surely that needs some cleanup come Thursday night. Max King, I thought was surprising, 16th, as you said. Must be today because he's got um, you know, 190k and he's been named, so potentially right. for him. But yeah, you know, the price is right. I think a lot of people are just trying to squeeze these guys into their side. 
Kohler for Manly. I think um, a guy that I think is too high, given that bench role could only be for a week and then yeah, against people have seen basement price and name to play and got a bit too excited. Yeah, but again, like that trial game that he played with Jason Saab, that was unreal. If that combination happens at any point in the season, look out. That could be a um, that could be lethal. But the speed on those two blokes, unreal. But for now, uh, wait and see for him. Cobo, he's in the top 20. I think we said him moving to the wing really eats into his potential. So I expect that to decrease as the week wears on. Tepoi Muroa, so he's not named at all in the storm side. He's a guy that I, he was the first, actually, I moved on. We didn't do this segment, but as soon as TLT dropped, the first thing I did was delete him from my side. So unfortunate for him, I don't know. I thought with all the injuries and t- chat about the um, storm pack that he might get a run somewhere there, but uh, not to be. So culled him, as I expect a lot of people will do. Um, and then finally, Angus Crichton. Uh, I thought I might highlight him. So top 20 uh, highest owned player. If you were to pick a second row outside day for feeder, you're to pair with him, who would it be? And would it be Crichton? Uh, no, I think I'd go for Madison over Crichton. Um, I, again, Crichton's probably the second best option you've got as far as super coach scoring goes. But I know he had um, off-season surgery on an elbow. He hasn't played in any of the trials or anything like that. So he's coming back pretty raw. Um, whether they try and limit minutes or anything, I doubt it. I mean, again, as I said earlier, you wouldn't play a guy in round one if he wasn't fully fit. There's no point risking him this early in the year. So um, he should be okay. But yeah, I just I think there are other options I'd go with for a little bit cheaper. Just um, noticed the text we've been getting from Wen and off to the side as we've been doing this thing. Um, so he's given us his team reveal uh, in our WhatsApp group. And he's actually said the Lukey and Man picks are for my two favorite boys, assuming you and I. Is he on the on the wines? What's going on there? That's the nicest Maybe. thing. There he goes. Damn. New dad, Wenon, full of love. It's uh, great to see. I don't know how long it'll last. But there you go. <laughs> Until Lukey stuffs up and Man goes to bench Pooker or something. <laughs> In the very near future. That's right. In oh, round wait. one, AOB pulls the classic AOB and just absolutely screws us out of Kurt, man. Love it. All right. And this is a funny one to finish on. So we said at the st- at the top of the pod, you and I have done intelligent auto picks based on whatever Supercoach thinks we should have in our side. You've gone, so you can do on the uh, the app, you can either pick your favorite side and it'll fill some players with that, uh, that theme or you can just go none. You don't have any favorite side and it'll just pick anything no bias so i went cowboys i said i'd have a um, intelligent auto pick the cowboys you went none so some of the highlights for me connor watson at number nine we've just said is the biggest trap of 2022 and uh chris randall deputizing for him so i don't see that as as too bad a shout so that's all right um fisher harrison arrow starting front rows so i don't know big jai uh There's worse options there yeah <laughs> yeah i mean jfh uh he's done his job last season jai arrow um i don't know new coach maybe it'll spark something but yeah interesting lucy leilu and Taumalolo, the 2023 premiership winning combination at second oh, row there and kurt cakewell liam martin on the bench Elon lukey sam harris not even playing there you go um but my absolute favorite was billy walters at 5-8 Yes, your <laughs> son of a gun, Billy uh, Walters. Absolutely. That's going to carry you to premiership glory, that one. Jordan Pereira, NPR in the wing. Stephen Crichton and Tyrell Sloan. Um, <laughs> full that combination. This Sloan guy keeps popping up in everywhere but my actual team. So there you go. We'll get his name right eventually. 
Uh, but anyway, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, Jason Saab and Ruben Garrick in centers as well. Great combinations there. Imagine what that side could do. Projected at a thousand points. So how about you? What did intelligent auto pick land for you? Yeah, I, I got a great hooker. I got Reed Marnie, um, but he's getting backed up by Bronson Garlic, who's not playing. Right. Um, I've, I've spoken all preseason about how much of a trap Ethan Bullimore is, and I'm well off him, but he's landed in my side in this one too. So this thing really, really knows me. My starting second row of Fafida, Isaiah Yao, and Jason Tomalolo could be much, much worse. I really don't mind that at all. I've got Eli Katoa on the bench as well, um, as well as Maverick Gaia, who I'm pretty sure is out for the first half of the year with yes. broken something. Um, the Bunnies playmakers were going to be leading my side around the park in Sam Walker and Luke Keery. Got both those guys. The bunnies, eh? Intelligently. It's been a long day. Uh, sorry, long the Roosters. Day. Yeah, it's been a long, long day, yeah. Um, Say, so intelligently, this auto-select has picked me Ruben Garrick and... Brian Toto to start the year at center wing. Decided not to save any money in this spot, but picked the two most expensive guys, as well as uh, your boy Hammer. So I've got him running out there. And uh, Clint Gutherson, the king. Uh, anchoring the side. Yeah, that's it. Bad. It's a um, so, yeah. one of those things like we haven't splashed cash at all. I haven't really at center wing. I think my highest um, price player is you and Aitken at less than 500K. But intelligent oh, auto so pickers. Even that, I've got Kurt Mann at 380. That's my highest pick. So, yeah, I've gone really cheap, but, um, yeah, it seems every one of my center wings is more expensive than my real center wing. But, yeah, maybe that's that's the key. That's the absolute zig to everyone's zag is that you spend up big at center wing, buy some of these Brian Tottos and Ruben Garricks and all of that and um, get a kickstart because there's one position that's so volatile, you just never know. We've all gone relatively safe, but if you're going to get an early start, maybe it's at center wing. Who knows? That could be the intelligence coming out of the auto pick. I'll give it some faith. But, anyway... Lakey, that's the first round podcast done for 2022. You've had a big day. It's been a big off-season. It has been a big day, and it's been a good one, though. I'm very excited that football's back, at least in its infancy, um, for this week. And um, I'm really looking forward to Thursday night, sitting down, having a couple of whiskeys and watching the game. Love that. Uh, Anyone out at Cairns Casino, I will be there at the sports bar, big theatre watching Thursday night's game. It's going to be an absolute blockbuster. Can't wait. Lakey, thank you very much for joining me here. I'll speak to you throughout the season. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a big year for the site, so get amongst it. Uh, Get onto the, if you are still chasing leagues or anything like that, to join head-to-head overall group. Get onto the site. We've got got you covered there so all the best to everyone good luck come thursday night can't wait for the footy guys just uh one more word from me don't forget we mentioned at the top of the um pod get out there donate blood um if you can help everybody in need and um give us a few dollars for movember like they do such good work so we really appreciate everyone supporting us in supporting them so Thank you to all again, and, and let's do what we can. Great way to finish, mate. Absolutely. Lifeblood.com.au and Movember. Can't uh, yeah, get around them enough. Thanks, mate, and I'll catch you next week. You will. Woody's back. Oh, he's <laughs> Need to record delirious. Him, mate. <laughs> the dance moves are unreal. Scat Brothers, right. your heart out. Just waiting for you to rip off the Cowboys jersey. Sexy to leave it on, mate.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.